0: from the Lord saying rise and go down to the potter's house and there I'll cause thee to hear my words then I went down to the potter's house and behold he wrought a work on the wheels and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter turn that box off somebody so he made again another vessel and seemed good to the potter made it. Then the word of the Lord came to begin saying O house of Israel can I do with thee as the potter said the Lord behold as the clay is in the potter's hand so are ye in my hand O house of Israel Lord God bless you. One word bless this congregation Bless the family. Bless the Word. Bless the Speaker. And above all, give the name of Jesus the highest praise. In this building we pray right now. We want to leave here better than we came. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about the potter's field. I realized as a kid, my mother came from a part of... Kingston uh, that extended the place called uh, Spanish Town. The Spanish Armada was there sometime in history. My mother grew up as an orphan because our, her parents died when she was very young. So did my dad. They all had the same experience. It's amazing how they came together with a similar experience. And they both had a village that a Pentecostal preacher came through and preached the gospel and they heard as teenagers, young people and gave their life to the Lord. And providence would have it such that they met Amen. My dad asked the pastor to bear my mom, and the girl that was sleeping with my mom said in a dream, Brother Neil's gonna marry you. She said, What are you talking about? Nonsense. But that's exactly what happened. While the girl was having a vision and telling my mother what was happening, the pastor was being asked for her hands. And that's how they got married. But before My mother was married. She used to deal with pottery. There was pottery in that area. I recall going back many, many years later. As a little kid, I can still recall those images and pictures of parenting. And I remember seeing a stockpile of clay. I see pottery that was put in the cling in the fire. They would push it in there. After they molded and shaped it, they put those pots or... Vessel they made and they put them in there and they would come out looking very bright and shiny and glossy and it was set. you cannot fix it after it goes in it, the fire just set it in a way and that's how it stays. but also there was also a field out there where they got the materials from and the material was not surface material you had to dig Deep to get the material because every material on the surface was not good for pottery. They just did not make it to the potter's wheel. The potter didn't want it, it was the slag and the rag. He just threw it aside. And so they dug down until they got the right consistency, the right permeability, the right pliability, and malleability of that clay and that's what they would take you know the expert eyes and the expert hands now my mom was not digging for those things she just worked with it and that's what she did and so clay was very useful in the Caribbean I'm not sure about that. now clay could also make bricks you know clay the right kind of clay could make brick and, and brick building It was not like candy where you have these sawdust building I mean it's either brick or real wood but not artificial wood now, maybe they've changed and the modernized. But there's a, a field out there. I want to talk to you about the potter. The potter has a field. The potter also has a wheel. And he has a house. It doesn't matter where things are. Things in the field could be either the reject field or the on yet disturbed field. Where he has not yet invested in what the material that was there, and so the, the potter in history was very famous. In fact, if you go on a trip to Europe, we went to Greece, we went to uh, parts of Ephesus, and we went to, you know, Israel. And the most, the most shown thing were pottery. There was camera everywhere. You weren't allowed to touch those pottery. They were aged, they were valuable, in fact, invaluable. I mean, you want to be thrown pretty quick. Let's touch one of those vessels and you were tossed out in the building. I thought to myself, what is so valuable about a piece of clay? But to them, it was not a piece of clay. It was a masterpiece that survived the annals of time. And everybody goes there and look at it, but you just could not touch it. You couldn't afford it. You can't afford it. And those men that brought those potteries are archaeologists. They dug down many, many, many hundreds and thousands of feet, not for gold, just for pottery. And those pottery could tell you a lot about that civilization. And so the, the potter is a very important person. And God knew how important the potter is. And so he wanted to speak to the nation of Israel that he called his people, and he would like to deal with them in a way that he is the master creator in Genesis chapter 2, where it says that God created man in his own image. He did not speak man into the world. He spoke the world into existence. But come to humanity, he became a potter. He was the potter that took a lump of clay Valueless, looked like it's not worth anything and took the cheapest material and made the most expensive there was. Humanity. Because of all the riches in the world, all the gold in Fort Knox, and all the treasureless life, it's not as expensive as one soul. Something in the heart of that clay is a treasure that God says what could a man give in exchange for his soul? God put a high price on this piece of clay you're looking at. It's not just some weird old flesh. But God says, All this world that we seek after, and all the riches that we would like to have, cannot compare to the value of one soul. God said, No market exchange can bring you a profitable gain, or return the investment if you ever trade that masterpiece of creation that he called man in his own image. Let's make man. Man is not self-made. Man is made by somebody who has the fingers of a potter. And God said, Jeremiah, I want you to go back down to the potter's house I want to take the nation of Israel, a people that were not a people, a people that were born in poverty and distress and without hope and future. And I went down to Egypt and I brought them out. Amen. I want to talk to you about Egypt. Amen. And those people that I pulled out of Egypt and what I did with them. Go to the potter's house. Now, I'm sure the potter was wondering what on earth is this prophet doing here? In my field, Here's this guy in my field walking, looking in my field, looking in the field, and then he goes to the Potter's house, and God said, "God, I want to talk to you when you get there." And so he's looking around with, "What could God want to say to me? What on earth does God want to say to me?" And God said, "Do you see that field? I want to talk to you about that field. Do you see that wheel? I want to talk to you about that wheel." So do you see that house? I want to talk to you about that house. I want to talk to you also about the clay that's on the wheel. I want to talk to you about the clay that's in the field. I want to talk to you about the clay that's in the house. I've got a message for you from God that you need to understand this morning. You see, the wheel is a place where decisions are made. It's a place where images are marred or images are, are sculptured out. It's a place of decision. The house is a place of hunger. It's a place where those who make the mill get the thrill of being brought in and stay in the house. So the choice was do you want to be in the potter's house in the potter's field or on the potter's wheel. Every one of you in this building today you are not a finished product. You are being worked on. Some of you are going to end up back in the field. Some of you are going to end up on the wheel still longer than normal. And some are going to stay and find their place in the potter's house so remember now the field could be a place a source of finding clay or the field could be a place of rejects the wheel is a place of imagery where images are formed and where designs are made and the only thing that needed now is the house and after you find the house you find finished product there that's filled with imageries and beautiful design. It was no mistake when Jesus Christ met that blind man and took a lump of clay and spat on the ground and stick it on his eye. He was saying, pay attention. Observe the object lesson. It was no mistake when he came from the dead and he breathed upon the people and said, receive me the Holy Ghost. He was reminding somebody that he was the one that breathed in that clay. It became a living shell, and he's the same one that's coming back to breathe in this church this morning and make you a quickening spirit. I'm trying to tell you, church, if he can get a finished work on this clay into you and make you a quickening spirit and give you the image of the creator and give you divine my friend flesh that's fastened after his flesh and give you a divinity you've never seen in all the life you've ever lived go down there and look and tell me what you see so Jeremiah has to look at the potter's field the potter's wheel in the potter's house every one of you today are going to be affected by what I said when you walk out that door you will not walk out of here neutral you will walk identified whether you like it or not you will be in one of those locations, you may not think so, but I didn't come to preach to you in naught and vain I preached to you a word that shall not return to God void it shall accomplish that which God so designed You may be ignorant of the fact that there's a power in the house. But this power has got you and me in thought and pattern. And I hope he succeeds. You see, I go to a place called New York. And I refuse to take some pictures that I see. Because I see rejects of New York. In spite of the beautiful big apple, I see worms in the apple. And I said, no honey, I can't take that picture. It's a sad sight. I've seen vessels that are marred and vessels that, amen, are sacred. We can be scarred or be sacred. What kind of vessel are you going to be? You see, the, the the whole idea of the clay is for a project. Every one of you is intended to be a project for God. God has a project for you. But not every one of you are suitable for what He designed and have in mind for you. You see, God have intended for you to become. And the chances are you may go back to the the dust, the clay, where you came from, and never become that finished product that God has in mind for you. But you can if you want to, because it's a matter of how pliable you are in the hand of the Potter. It's a matter of how malleable you are. It's a matter of how formable you are in the hand of the Potter. You see, our bodies is like a house of clay. You see, we are just mud. But one thing about mud, mud is create mess. But clay can bring forth the best and not just a mess. The top soil is not always good. The farmer knows you just don't plant anywhere and everywhere. Yet the potter is so positive in his mental attitude that he feels like he could raise you from the lowest state of the ground to our Altitude. So he said, "Oh, go out there, and look and see." When he come back, tell me what message you get, because the clay is for design, and the field is a place where you can find material. Now, what's so unique is God said, so "Go out in the field and look at the clay, and bring it back a message to Israel." And so, the field of the potter, which I want to talk to you about. It's called the reject pile. It's amazing how the reject pile is higher than the foundation pile. I worked at tar sand before and you know how many tons the tar sand take to go through the fire just a little timber full of oil. Do you know how many people God will have to go through this city before you find one soul worthy to go to heaven? Do you know how we're going to sit on these pews? Every one of these pews is a wheel. you don't a wheel right now. You're turning so fast, you can't even tell you're being turned. Like the earth is turning so rapidly, you think you're steady, but you're not. The earth revolves a certain miles per hour so fast that you can't even tell that you are being turned. And so the field is that useless place for anything in the burial ground where nothing grows and nothing flows. It's the potter's house. Here's the potter's house. Here's the house right here. And there's a window. That doesn't mean opportunity. There's a window over here of opportunity or a door of opportunity. And over here is a window for the reject. When he gets that clay and he brings that clay into his house. He's got all this Beautiful idea of what you can become, Clay. He said, "Clay, you can become. Oh, my! I see in you a wonderful future, and he just know that you got possibilities. And but well, the reality is, you may not be. He's a very optimistic guy when he dug you out of that pit, the horrible pit that he dug you out of, it and brought you into the house and set you on the wheel." With optimism Not pessimism, optimism And when it's done You either go to the door of opportunity Or to the window of rejection The power of rejection Is not very far away Every one of you were born with a purpose You were not brought here Just to give your mom and dad happiness and joy You were created for the creator God that breathed in you Brought you here for a purpose I hope to God you find A no reason why you're here Get out here to punch clock and go to work. Vessels occupy until I come. You got a better cause than that. There's the whole duty of man. Vessels are built for duty, vessels are built for servitude. There are vessels of honor and vessels of disorder. It's a matter of how it's used. God said, For this cause, Pharaoh, I raise you up. Praise God. And so in the potter's choices you got the potter's house and the potter's field this big lump of clay where will it end up in the potter's house or in the potter's reject power? every one of you right now no one knows where you're going to end up but the potter it's a medical problem you cause him as the wheel of opportunity turns the way you fit in His hand will determine whether you go through the door of opportunity or through the wind of the rejects. Hallelujah. You see, the churches are you as a clay, God told the, 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 the prophet to tell Israel, there could become vessels of Lord as long as He can work with it. As long as it's malleable moldable all they become vessels of rejects vessels of dishonor vessel of wrath vessel of destruction vessel that he pushed aside as reject not workable not suitable not the kind I'm looking for it's a matter of the clay it's not the potter that predetermined where the clay is going to go. The clay by its response to the handling of the potter. The way you respond to the hand of the Creator determine what you are made. You can be a reject or you could be a renaissance. It's up to you. The potter's field is a place for discarding it's a burial ground for things that God could not work with. Things that God could not use. Not because it had intended to. He wanted to. But it would not submit itself to the moving fingers of the potter. You see, the potter don't use a knife. It's just his hands. He'll use a knife and scrape it up. he uses use his fingers and try to turn that wheel and try to work with it. You see, the potter's house is a place where, where, where things have come through the prophecy. But the wheel is a place, can I reform you? Can I transform you? Can I rehabilitate you? Can I lift you up from the lowest state of mud and bring it to the highest state where you become a vessel of honor? Fit for the Master's use, in which you can become the carrier of heavenly treasure in an earthen vessel. In other words, it's not the vessel, it's the content of the vessel that gives it value. Because you are corruptible, but what I'm going to place in you is incorruptible. What I'm going to give you is going to be fashion, not earthly, but heavenly. Somebody got to get the message. It's better to be in the Power's house than the Power's field of rejection. What he could not reform and conform and work with, he just threw it right out. And what he succeed with, it become a vessel. Of honor, I notice in these great hierarchical museum, you don't see many vessels. I want to tell you, we see the one that survived, the one that rejected. You don't see them; they're in the burial ground, they're in the cemetery. But the one that survived, they're in the sanctuary. They become endangered species. You don't touch them; they're the untouchable. They are the adorable. They are the special. But the potter, he's an optimist. He believes he can conform you. He believes he can transform you. He believes he can mold you. So he slapped you on the wheel. We all have one thing in common. We have bent to the wheel. And we all came from the same pile. He dug us out of the same old pit. But some end back in the pit and others in the palace. It's a matter of where you want to go, honey. When you walk out there, you walk out as a pittance or a palace material. I don't care what you think of me. I'm trying to tell you, I'm right and you're wrong. Let's worship God. Amen. And so, the potter's field to the potter's wheel. Unfinished business are on the wheel. He's still working on wheel me. Hallelujah. To make me what I ought to be. It's hard work for the potter. Amen. And so the clay could stay on the wheel or in the pile of reject. I want to ask you today, where are you in God's construction project? I like what he said to the Apostle Peter. Let me digress a little bit here. He said, follow me. And I will make thee. That's the potter talking. That's the potter talking. He said, Follow me. He said, God, he's trying to tell Jeremiah, God is the master potter that spoke in Genesis. As the last make man, he spoke the sun, the moon, the star in existence, but he came, you and I, he got his hand dirty. it at some time God got dirty God goes in the mud picking up things trash when I was in British Columbia working at Langley we used to throw away a beautiful cedar leftover material that nobody wanted until some people went down the, 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 the refuse down the dump and started picking up the cedar bits and pieces and they began to use the singular houses and turn it into valuable stuff And then they realize these were not vestiges to be thrown away. They realize there's some value in that trash. God realized that that trash has some treasure's potential. And so now you'll never go to British Columbia and find any of that lumber mill throwing any more in the pile. Because, because people discover there is some treasure contained. It just needs to get in the hand of a designer. That can make value out of it. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. In, in, in my office there, I got a beautiful, in fact, somebody can bring it for me, please. A beautiful antler. Amen. If a moose, I can bring it for me, please. I mean, you will see a moose antler just lying down in summer and make merry anywhere and everywhere. And you and I, and I will us say, oh, that's a shame is that you don't pass it by. But a guy took this thing, this a, he gave it to me twice. The first time I gave it away, he was angry at me. He said, why do you get past, it? why do you do that? So he gave me another one, I said, don't you ever do that again. And so I kept it in my office. I want to show it to you. He took just a little, a little grinder, and in that grinder, he ground out this invaluable sculpture. Amen. And the question is, where should he put the grinder? Where should he put the file? Where should he, what should he touch What should he get involved in? But in his mind, he has a picture of what he wants and what's going to come out of it. And at first, it seemed like trash. But what he's done, it's a treasure worth putting in the house. Show it off. Everybody come. Hallelujah. Bring, us, bring, bring it, please. I want you to look at it. So it around. Just turn around show it to everybody. Look at that beautiful picture. Can you believe? that was in the head even of that moose or whatever we call it or a deer or whatever it was but the antler look how beautiful that is somebody carved that out now you got the idea of a, of a potter he's looking at you and said somewhere is hidden that which God could bring out of your life and you don't know it until you get on the potter's wheel you see God specializes in making vessels of honor, He said, "I will make you." God said, "I will make you." It's concealed in the eyes of the potter. What would happen if you were born again? You have no idea where you fit in the kingdom. Nobody knew what they were, and I didn't know what He was touching. We did touch Saul of Tarsus. Hallelujah. Jesus knew what He was touching when He touched Judas. He knew what He was touching when He touched Peter and Bartholomew and Nathaniel and all these guys. He knew what He was touching and every one of you, God knew you before He brought you in this place. God foreknew. And the potter has power over the clay. He brings it to the wheel. He brings it to the wheel. And because of His present state, He had to put some moisture on it and make it so malleable. And began to spin that thing. Hallelujah. It's a hand job. It's a hand job. It's just turning around. In Isaiah 64. And verses 8 it says, We are the clay. Put in the word, please. Isaiah 64 and verse 8. Look there. He says We are the clay. And you are the potter. So you know what God's trying to talk to you? God's saying, I'm talking to you. Let's break it down. I'm talking to you. He says, You are the clay. And he is the potter. So the question you should ask yourself right now is, where are you in the geographics of God's redemptive plan? Are you on the wheel? Are you in the house? Or in the reject pile? You judge. Jeremiah 18, 2 and 6. He said there's a workmanship work taking place right now. Right in your heart God is trying to do something right now. He may not succeed. And he might. It's all a matter of how the clay responds to the movement. Let me ask you a question. Let me digress a little bit here. If I had a picture of the artist and I have the Bank sheet. Where should I put my brush to get this started? In the corner? In the middle? In the center? You see, the mat, the carpet does not determine. Hello? Nor the brush. But it's the mind of the artist that determines where he puts. Amen. And if you wait long enough, what looked like a mess turned to be a masterpiece. And you might come in and look like a mess. Look like you're never going to amount to anything but the one with the brush or the one that have you on that wheel has a thought in mind for your outcome. And when it's so all done, either we hang you with pride or we throw you away with disgust. Hello? It can be a vessel of wrath or a vessel of worthiness. And so the Bible said here, we are the claim. Let me get more to home here, back to our scripture here. In the fourth chapter, Paul got a revelation of what God's talking about in Jeremiah here, and verse 7. He said, "Look, we have treasures in earthen vessels. When God is finished with that vessel, now in those countries, friend, you don't touch those vessels. You you can't drink out of it. If you did, friend, you'd be in the hierarchy. Amen, amen. Chapter four, and verse seven, in Corinthians. He said, we have this treasure in earthen Vessel. That means you made it to the house. God poured something in there of honor. It's like in my home. I got vessels in my home I never got served out of. They call China wares. I'm not sure what they call China wares. because I don't speak Chinese. But they call China stuff. They're sparkling. They're in a position of honor in my house hello they're in your house too they're in a place of honor and high esteem it's for showing off and the Bible said, if you make it to my house you're going to have treasure inside that earthen vessel somebody said I'll never join that church it's not for you to decide that a potter does he the on what vessels make it to the showplace. Which one go to the market? In Job 10 and verse 8 to 12, he talked about he, his hands, fashion us. Isaiah 29, 16 says, Can the clay say to the potter, why you make me thus? You don't have to say. Most people struggle with that. And that's why they're on the reject pile. Because the clay is trying to act like he's in charge. And he's not in charge. The potter is. The potter determines what should go on. That's why many people never make it to the potter's house. Because the wheel is the wheel of decision. The wheel determines where you end up. Because if he can't work with you on the wheel... He sure don't want you in his house. And if you're not in the house, you can't stay on the wheel. There came a time when God said, I'm quit working with you. You know why? The longer you are on the wheel, the more the moisture dries out. And the harder it becomes to form you. The longer you take to make up your mind To live for God The more atheistic you become You don't need more doctrine You just need more pliability In the day that you hear my voice On the day that you feel my spirit Respond Because the clay Gets hardened in time And set In its own ways And it doesn't become Workable in time the best time for God to work with the clay is when it's brand new, shapeable, moldable, conformable, ready for any kind of handwork. We are His workmanship. Hallelujah! We are formed by Him. God has set in the church. Hallelujah! Vessels of honor. Hallelujah. I like Blossom to Timothy. You're a vessel of honor. Yeah. Praise God. Romans 9, 20, 22 talk about can we say to you why you make me thus?" Now, I want to say to you today, what about those on the reject paths? These are vessels that God could not work with. Then God finished what He started in your life. The reject pile is the biggest of the field. Lots got thrown out. Amen. You know how many people God brought in the church for singing and they never give their voice to God? Many gave it to the rock music. Amen. God raised the people in the church for different things, on the wheel for different things, because nobody's in the ministry without a cause, without a reason. And many never live the life. Many never of their life to him. Amen. Now I look at two men. Here's Judas. What a contrast in Acts chapter one. In the chapter one, he, he said he was numbered among us. In other words, you just make one vessel. There are a lot of vessels around here. But not every one make it to the house. Some you got to throw away. Some got a big old stone in there. You know, he's trying to make it and all of a sudden, a little stone shows up and by the time he puts it down, it got a big old crack. And it depends on how long it's been on the wheel, because the longer it is, the harder it is to work with it. You know one of the hardest people to work with? Backsliders. They tell you we already know it. I worry about those people who always know it. But they can't glow it. They can't live it. And they are the kind that you see them on the side. He said, Judas! he's He the Father, I have lost none. And where did you lost Judas? In the potter's he could not even when he tried to wash his feet even when he tried to serve him at the table he said there is a guy I can do nothing with nobody could ever say in history that this man was predestined to do what he did in fact, if there was anybody who was predestined to be beaten up, it was Peter. He said, Peter, Satan desire to have you, but I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you that you're not predisposed to be lost. But it was a matter of how Peter responded on the wheel. Peter was the kind of guy that asked on the wheel, Not so, Lord. <laughs> How the Lord says, if it isn't so, get out the door. He says, there's a door. we upon them to the potter's reject pile. You ain't going to wash my feet. it says, now, nah, Peter, shut the door right there. Go right through there. You have no part of the lot with me. In other words, go to the reject pile. Okay, Lord, want you want to do, go God? Wash my head and my feet. God says, Peter, you don't tell me what to do. I told you I want your feet. I didn't say I want your head. I said, you will not make it because you won't tell him. What kind of Christian are you gonna be? You're gonna tell him when you go to church. You're gonna tell him what part of your life you're gonna to give to him. He said, "No, no, 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 no. I am the potter, and I want to have to. I want to do with your life what I feel like. What I feel like. I'm going to tell you when to come and when to go. I'm going to tell you what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, I'm going to put on, and so on. You're going to have no say in the matter because I am the potter. Well, you can't tell me what to do. Well, there's a reject power. Hello. Hello? And he could not reform or mold Judas. Acts chapter 1 is a very sad picture. When Judas walked out the door, he didn't just walk to any door church. He went out in the reject pot. He said, Next, give me another lump of clay. If you don't live for God, and the things that you want to do for God, there's always a Saul of Tarsus. All he needs to do is get out of the field of opportunity, of possibilities and get on the field. Amen. And on the wheel of God's faith. Praise the Lord. And God says, oh, and I've found me a man. He's a chosen vessel. Lord God Almighty. They said, no Lord, he's a killer. He's a murderer. He said, no, he's a child and vessel. God is speaking of things which are not as though they are God is seeing what he can make Of a man that will submit to the will of God Or a woman that will give her all to God You're not going to tell God how to run your life You're not going to tell God how you're going to run this program You're not the potter He is the potter You're just a lump of clay That's all you have And all you are is the value he puts in you my friend Why do you pushing? You put your wife up. Yes, yes, yes. The Bible says that to Paul. Who was Saul then. Hallelujah. on that will. That wheel, And he's saying, Lord. Lord. What will they have me to do? The only way you're going to walk out of this church today. In that house. Is if you come to that conclusion. Lord, what will you have? Me To do Now Lord Stand on that wheel Hallelujah I'm going to spit you I'm going to put my hand on you Glory to God When God put his hand on you honey It's anointing It's the oil of anointing. It's the oil of opportunity. I'm going to cut you off from your past. And give you a future. I'm going to pour into you. And you won't be a murderer. You're going to become a missionary. Ah, come on. You're going to go where I sent you. You're going to do what I want. Because I am your power. And you are the clay. And if you stand my way. You're going to end up in my house. I was telling somebody how I ended up at McMurray. The pastor said to me, quit your job. So I said, quit my job. Okay. I said to my wife, quit your job too. So we both quit. He said, go to Mount Murray." I said, okay. I said, I got no job. He said, go there anyhow. I said, well, I don't know what to say. So you'll find out when you get there. And that's why I'm here. Because there was a day on the Potter's wheel. And I said, what will you have me to be? I will be what you call me to be. I will you determine my dimension. You determine my worth. whatever you do, get me in the house. I don't want to be in the haunted house. I don't want to be in the holy house. I, the potter's field is a cemetery. The potter's house is the sanctuary. It does matter how you left that wheel yeah. Yeah. and what is inside of you. Paul oh, said, so look, I mean am I coming to church? My hairstyle changed. My clothing changed. Everything started changing. You know I Because the part was picking obstacles and stones out of my life. Cause every time he turned, Allah thing showed up. And finally, he turned one time too many. And his hands start bleeding. Blood started coming off his hands. Hallelujah. And that blood starts mingling with the clay. And all those colorful stripes start showing up in my body. Hallelujah. Who cut all my And the more blood he puts into this vessel, the more the price goes up. He said, You're a chosen vessel. You are a purchased possession. You're an ordinary vessel i got some blood invested in this clay. It's not just living water. It's living blood. I'm trying to tell somebody, some of you today, if God called to be a piano player, you better die one. If God called to be a scout, you better be one. If God called to be a youth leader, you better become one. Because if you die dying the other way, you're not lost. You're going end up in the players field and be lost. You must go out of this world the way you can intended to be. And say, Lord, I'll not be disobedient to the heavenly vision that you have for my life. I'll live and walk the cross and finish the course. I can't live like some people because I realize I'm on that wheel. I want to go to that house. It was sad to say when the Lord had to say Samuel It grieved me so much That I touched King Saul When the potter grieved The vessel become a vessel of wrath Hello you know, The vessel of worth The worth Of Saul Got thrown out and became a vessel of wrath he said God spoke to him no more the spirit departed and the vessel no longer had a good spirit what was beautiful on the inside is now full of witchcraft another spirit took over and the only time he could feel good was what coming out of the house of God. The music. And it reminds him that the way wall of what it used to be. When you end up in a skid row, you're gonna remember this. Your decision was made. Not in the house, but on the wheel. I couldn't work with you. You wouldn't work with me. You wouldn't let me mold your life. You wouldn't let me lead you. You wouldn't let me guide you. You wouldn't let me tell you how to love. You hear my word, but you wouldn't do it. I reach after you. I talk to you. I call you. I put out my hand to you. I hold you in high esteem. And you just disregard my hands. It's a soul. got so mad, he ripped the garment of the preacher. And the preacher said, God just ripped the kingdom from you also. And now you're a vessel of wrath. God said, get him off the wheel. And God threw him right through the window An opportunity into the reject pile. Saul for 40 years could not touch God. They tell me that when, when, a, when the clay becomes so hard, once it's allowed to become hardened, you cannot soften it again. You cannot soften it again. Job and David said, The Lord made my heart soft. If you ever have a soft heart this morning towards God, you better be thankful That you are still sensitive. When you're soft, you are pricked in the heart. I'd rather be pricked in the heart than be cut into the heart. When you're cut in the heart, you gnash. And you get bitter and not better. Hallelujah. And God said, There's a David around here. There's a little old boy called David. Get him for me. And I want to tell you, church, the world may not count you the possibilities, but the potter sees in you what no one else sees. He said, There's a guy called in Jesse's house. He wouldn't name Go down there, and there are eight boys. Church, he was. It's very, very interesting. There are eight sons. And the least of them is a little boy called Jesse. Son, David. And God am looking for a king. Like in this church right now. God's looking for a king in this church. And a queen. I don't know if there's any here, but I'm going to look anyhow. I want to tell you, he visits every church in town. Not just this church, every church. God visits every religion. Everyone. To find people. We can mold in shape. Now I see the preacher goes down there and like we we like to look at an outward appearance, right? Easy built. Tall and handsome and good looking. God says, No, I rejected it. What? I rejected that clay. I don't want that clay. Seven times the clay went by. Now, if you go to a partner's house, there's also a conveyor belt. Hello? And they come in lumps. Hello, they come in lumps. They do. Little lump, become a vessel. I don't want this one. 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 That's him! This is, oh, no. Can't be that guy. You see, you know, you may not want me to be a pastor, but I'm still a pastor. (laughs) And <laughs> hey, you may not want to, I'm also to be the singer on the sing be anyhow. Right. Because God has chosen who He wants. Stop the wheel! I want this one here and God picked that one." And it says, "He's just a old brat. God says "Oh no, When I get him on my wheel, I know what I can make of him." I know what I can do with them. He says, anoint Him! I want to ask in this church this morning, which of you God wants to anoint this morning? One right there. Is there another one right here? Who does He want to anoint? Will you stand? Will you stand? Who does He want to anoint this morning? The porter is in this house! He's seeking a vessel with great compassion! somebody said if God don't call you never will be preached so just a minute guys when I came to Pentecost I didn't know what calling was I didn't, I didn't know what that stuff is. I, know is I was a wretched sinner lost him but, but a preacher said to me you are going to teach Sunday school you are going to be youth leader you are going to do this to... well you know what I said yes sir but of course at first I didn't say yes sir I said no sir and God said, "You don't tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you what you to do." Hello? And Peter said, "Lord, what will this man do? It's none of your business. It's the potter's job." Of course, didn't hear that. Here's the potter. Have eleven guys before him, and he's telling them how they're going to glorify him as a vessel. And Peter got all worked up. So, what will this guy do? He said, "None of your business. It's the potter's job." to determine that. But say, you're going to glorify me on the review stand. You say, you're going to go places that you didn't plan to go to. When you're a kid, you do what you want to do, but now when I take control of your life, I'm going to tell you where to go and where not to go. What to do, what not to do. Otherwise, you're going to be in the reject. I said, God, I don't want to emphasize to the Potter's field, because the Potter's field is a reject field, where piles and piles and piles, of unfinished products are made Every man on earth have got God grace one time or another appeared unto him. There's no man on earth that God didn't appear to. But on the wheel, they make a decision. You will not reign over me. You will not tell me what to do. You will not. You will not. And I said, I don't want that. I want somebody with a wax-like experience. When I come, you just melt. Would you bow your heads right now? I want to talk about the Potter's House. The Potter's House is a place where you made it. It's a place of honor. It's a place where the vessels, you have heaven the treasures in earth and vessel. It's not a vessel fitted for destruction. It's a vessel fitted for destruction. For hot or high places. And he puts his thumbprint on that pottery, and you can't counterfeit it. Because there's the one kind of one print in this place. If God is not finished working on you, and I'm calling you this morning, that you would become a finished product. Paul says, I have kept the faith. The potter is seeking somebody this morning to finish the work on. Everybody in this building don't have the same conviction. Everybody don't have the same manufactured state of completion. But I'm asking you, do you know where you are? Are you in the potter's retake pile? Are you on the table? Or are you in the house? There's a makeover this morning. Who would be the first to come this morning? The potter saw that the